Hello and welcome to Mac Bytes, episode 58. I'm Mike Thomas and I'm in the car with my co-host Elaine Giles. It's stupid o'clock on the 14th of October and we're flying around the motorway network of the Northwest, heading to a mystery destination. What do you mean mystery? Better be an Apple store. Oh, you're awake then. Only just I am no good in the mornings. Yeah, don't we know it? I'll have you know I've already shown great restraint. I didn't shoot any of those birds and they were making enough noise to wake the dead. Can I say something about angry birds here? No. So we've arrived at our mystery destination. Do you think I should awake Elaine up? She would appear to have drifted off, just like Jane did listening to Mark Bites. I have not drifted off! Ah, you're awake then. Wide awake considering the time it is. Well, let's get in the queue. Oh, it's wet and cold. Do you want an iPhone? Let's go. <laughs> so, we leave our intrepid alter egos heading off in search of an Apple store. But, for now, let's travel back in time to Wednesday. iOS 5 day, yes. It wasn't the best experience we've had, was it? Um, no. No, it wasn't. It wasn't only, of course, iOS 5 day. It was iOS 5 day. It was iCloud day. It was Find My Friends day. It was Let's update everything on your system and, and say a prayer day, I thought. It was for you. I actually came back. I think I came back from Walking Mayor and uh, saw what had gone on. So I decided to leave it. Hmm. Thank you for that. Yes, this week I was the MacBytes crash test dummy and it was a complete catastrophe. Um, it was the worst experience I've ever had trying to update pretty much anything. And I thought iOS 4 wasn't good. Um, it started so well. That's when you know it's going to go downhill You mean you fast, dived in it? at six o'clock and it said it's going to take five minutes to download? Pretty much, yes. It, it was actually the other side of six o'clock and I thought, oh yes, this is going to be fabulous. So I get the download going. I tweet like crazy. It didn't actually take too long to download. Uh, what happened with iOS 4 was, which I thought was like the pinnacle of, of disastrous upgrades. <laughs> oh, how little did I know? Um, iOS 4 started off and like you're saying, it says sort of 10 minutes and it starts climbing up. And once you get to the five hours and counting, you're seriously considering, no matter how much you've managed to download, you're thinking to yourself, I wonder if it's worth stopping it <laughs> yeah. and starting yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, the Russian roulette manoeuvre, I call that. So uh, with this one, no, it was actually doing very, very well. So I thought, well, obviously it went up from, I think it started at 11 minutes, which I thought was being over-optimistic. But... Um, Having got past the 11 minute stage, it did start climbing, but it only got to about oh, 35, 40 minutes. Obviously, as it's climbing up to that, it is actually downloading. So if you take it overall, it would probably have been over an hour. But I didn't think it was bad and, and still scarred from my iOS 4 experience. I thought I'm going to leave well alone and just leave it to get on with it. Um, and everybody else was having pretty much the, the same experience, um, if they could actually get it going in the first place. So I was, oh, breaking my arm, patting myself on the back that it was downloading and all was going incredibly well. Yeah, what do they say? Pride before a fall. That's right. It wasn't good. It wasn't good at all because um, it did actually get it downloaded. I think it was, it was around an hour 15 in the end. And um, that was when it all started going hideously, hideously wrong. 
it downloaded it and it went into a backup process. Now I'd already done a backup because what I figured was it would update the backup. So rather than do a complete new one, you know, make sure you're backed up first. And then when it comes to do that backup, um, just before it updates, it won't take as long. <laughs> yeah, so that was all a good idea in theory. Um, the backup process started and at the same time it was saying it was processing the file. But the progress bar didn't move. Not for hours it didn't move. And of course, I, I think I've said before that I've never actually deliberately restored an iOS device. I just leave it to it and, and it updates it and, and you know, we have an understanding. And I was looking at this thinking, this progress bar isn't moving, should I stop it? But you never know what state it would leave the device in if you stop it. Um, so it sat there for hours with Minster laughing like a hyena, I seem to recall. And and you came back and you were like, hmm, yes, I, walk away from the eye devices, <laughs> leave them be. <laughs> that was very wise. It was very it's wise. A, it's a watch pot never boils. No, never boils. Yes, never boils. <laughs> it, it is. It is. Um, I will say it was iPad 1 I was updating. I'm incredibly privileged to have um, many iOS devices that could have been updated. And I elected to update the one that if it got bricked, it would cause the least grief, <laughs> which in hindsight... Oh boy, was I right. Uh, eventually, I got an error message, but I didn't see that error message without cancelling out the whole process first because it just wasn't doing a thing. Uh, the screen at this stage on the um, iPad was saying syncing, backing up. So, But there was a button that said cancel. So I thought, OK, we'll cancel and we'll start again. You, you know, By this stage, it was after nine at night. It had been at it for three and a half hours and I'd given up all hope. So I decided I would cancel it, but it wouldn't cancel either. Eventually, though, it did come up with an error. Uh, I think you said it was a 3004. Yeah, and a lot of people. I'm not even that. sure what the number was in the end, uh, but ultimately it was saying that it couldn't restore. So it did that a couple of times. Um, well, as soon as you clicked OK and then it cleared that and then it, then it tried again. And what you were seeing on the iPad was um, initially all your data had seemingly disappeared. Uh, then you were getting the this is a new iPad, please plug me in, set a sign, which I thought, well, you are plugged in. Um, it wouldn't restore. So I'm getting this error message. And in the end, I got an error message that gave me an option to send the details to Apple. Now, I'm loath to do that. That's only going to take more time. But there was another option and it said show, show details. So I thought, well, I might as well have a look at what these details are. So I clicked the show details button. And I yeah. said, what are you running now? Mm, because I turned around and I was <laughs> venting my spleen at you. That This was your role on Wednesday, um, to have your my spleen vented on you. Um, and you saw what was going on on my screen. I turned around expecting to see a text editor with some details in it to find that this show details button that I had clicked in iTunes had opened Flash Builder. Yes, I wondered about the logic of There's that. There's something ironic about that, isn't there? There's a joke in there somewhere, but I must admit on Wednesday I couldn't see it because uh, my hard drive is terminal and um, I can't open Flash Builder or it'll upset the activation service. So, uh, the, uh, the, yes, what was the language like? As I frantically tried to shut Flash Builder before it contacted its mothership to find that it wasn't activated and should be and all the rest of it. Um, so I had to bomb out of that completely. What were they thinking? I've no idea what the file format was. It was obviously based on the extension and I, I didn't hang around to have a look. But Flash Builder 
please. I don't think I've ever opened Flash Builder, you know. I've used Flash, but I, I, I don't develop in Flash Builder. So that probably came as a culture shock to the machine as well. What's this thing I'm, I'm trying to open? But I thought that was terrible. Um, in the meanwhile, the iPad had completely died. There was nothing on the display at all. It, it wouldn't turn on. It wouldn't turn off. Now, that sounds strange because if it wouldn't turn on, it must have been turned off. And if it wouldn't turn off, it must have been turned on. Not necessarily. It was hard to work out what state it was in. Uh, by this stage, the iTunes had finished communicating with it at all. So I unplugged it and thought, well, I'll, I'll turn the whole thing off. And you, you know that magic key combination that seems to make everything work? I know. Where you hold, you hold both buttons in for sort of forever and eventually it comes back on. Yeah, no, it didn't. Um, it looked as though it was turned on, but the screen was black. The reason it looked like it was turned on was because, you know, we talked about backlight bleed on iPad 2. I remember that, yeah. Yes, where I was in the Apple store with, with my head under a coat. Yeah, just before they carted me off to the funny farm. <laughs> um, I could see a light around the edges. It looked like backlight bleed with a black screen, so I figured it was turned on. But who knew? Um, I really couldn't tell you whether it's turned on or not. Now, you started looking around for um, iBricks at about that time, didn't you? Yeah, I came across something called DFU mode, device firmware update mode. Which I have heard about but have never ventured into so but that didn't work either did it no nothing seemed to work nothing no no not plugging it in not trying to get it turned off not trying to turn it on pressing all the buttons in any kind of sequence it was an eye brick about this time of course there were plenty of other people who were having problems and uh, we were following all the excitement on, on twitter and i think you were facebooking but i left that alone and um other people were saying the same but it seemed to be, to be perfectly honest, either it went very, very well for you or it was a complete catastrophe and there was nothing in the middle. There was nobody that sort of, oh, well, I tried it once and it didn't work and when I tried it the second time, everything was fine. It seemed that people were having problems over and over and over again. Some people said, oh, I tried 12 times and then it worked. But I couldn't even get it to recognise the iPad at this stage. And then you've got the people who are saying, oh, um, it's not really a brick, you know, there's nothing really wrong with it. It's just the activation server. Oh, and when it's up, it'll be OK again. Yeah, well, in the meanwhile, it won't turn on. And if it's turned on, it won't turn off. So do you know what? It's a brick. So you're not in the best frame of mind at this stage to be having platitudes thrown at you, I thought. But maybe that was just me because it was my eye brick. Yes, I think I'd have felt the same if it was me and my eye brick. <laughs> yes, well, I definitely did. So um, I thought, well, luckily it was only iPad 1 and I'm sure everything will be all right tomorrow. And if I have to take it to a genius bar and then I decide, you know, <laughs> don't, don't go there. I haven't actually. It's how old is it now? 18 months? I think so, yeah. I, I didn't get Apple Care on it. Mm. But I figured if it was their update that broke it, then we could come to some kind of understanding as I stood there screaming at them. So I just left it there. I think I did plug it back in and it was there on its stand with its backlight sort of showing through and not doing anything at all. So I left it there. Um, what was going on on Twitter just made me howl laughing because Simon B was installing Windows 7 on what he called a Stone Age laptop. And this was probably around 7, 7.30. And um, I made a comment and said, if you finish that before I update my iPad, there'll be trouble. Guess what? He did. He did. <laughs> mm. I mean, the shame of it. How is a girl supposed to cope? Oh, dear. Now, you at the meanwhile, you were thinking of updating? 
Or were you just playing with your apps? No, I was, I'd gone into iTunes and I'd found that there was actually 21 updates. I had 56 at one point. So what I did is I updated my apps and then I updated my iDevices, uh, but I didn't update to iOS 5. I just wanted to, to get the updates on. And when it had finished um, updating the iPhone, um, again, not to iOS 5, it told me that, that there were four apps with problems. You know how it comes up and it says, could not co copy certain apps, click here for details. Yeah, usually with old stuff, yeah. though. Usually with like the iPhone 3G. Well, this was, this was Keynote Numbers, iMovie and Pages couldn't be installed on the iPhone um, because they required newer operating systems. So unbeknown to me in the background, they'd actually updated those four apps. Well, I didn't know about them anyway. Um, other people might have done. But uh, because I hadn't updated my uh, iPhone, it couldn't update those uh, those apps. What I find concerning about that is that you synchronise other devices. So there's your iPad 1, your iPad 2, there's your iPhone 4, but there's also that iPhone 3G. If one of the devices could have handled the old version of one of those apps, but not the new one, you downloading the new one has the effect of deleting the old one from your system. Yeah, I ended up going to the trash and retrieving them. That's what I always do. Um, every couple of weeks or so, um, I take my entire mobile apps folder and just dump it to a disk as a backup. Um, and every time I update, I try to update my apps only through iTunes. I've said this before. I think it's just I'm lucky that I have access to my computer more than, say, you would, mm. being on a laptop. So I always try and update it through iTunes, and that gives me a benefit that when it downloads new versions of the apps and it puts the the new ones in, in the relevant folder and it puts the old ones in the trash, before I empty the trash, I go to the trash and I make a backup of those as well. So what I do for my backups is I, I have a folder, um, well, a series of folders, I organise them by month and then by day within that, and I call them my nightly backups. And what I do with them, so I've got a shrewd idea of date order that they are, um, I just drag and drop them to the relevant folder, so it would be the one with today's date. And then if I do need to ever roll back, then I can do. Obviously, I've got backups of the whole of iTunes um, on oh, four or five drives. But, of course, you will overwrite the old ones with the new ones when you do your backup. So that's why I keep these separate. And um, not that many weeks ago, there was a problem with an app. They brought out a new one and it didn't work. It crashed on startup. And a lot of people were saying, but, you know, it's de deleted the old one. And apparently the, develop the developer knew about it. He got told about it. Uh, and he said it was going to take him two or three days to sort it out. It ended up taking him nearly two weeks. In the meanwhile, um, it was pulled from the store. But you, he wasn't allowed to put the old version back, which did actually work. So if you had the old version, you could put it back manually. But if you didn't, then you were without that app for two weeks. So I thought that was a bit silly myself. I know you would have the application on the device itself, but that, it wouldn't synchronise back, would it? It wouldn't, no. It wouldn't give you another copy of it. No. You'd have to use something like Phone View and pull it off. Yeah. Which is less than ideal, I thought. Well, I can honestly say that trying to install on Wednesday was a complete disaster. But as I said, I did leave it plugged in. And um, I work fairly late. Wednesday became Thursday and I contemplated going to bed. Ooh, it was about after one o'clock. 
when all of a sudden my iPad sprang into life and started installing iOS 5. <laughs> I didn't do, I did not do a thing. I did not touch it. I was just thinking, oh, it's getting a bit late and a bit tired. I think I'll head off. And it, it just started updating itself. So I sat and looked at it and thought, oh dear, I wonder if it needs me to hold its little virtual hand. So I decided I was going to have to sit with it, lest it explode. Um, I have no idea upon what basis it came back to life. I did not do a thing. It was plugged in. iTunes was running, but there was no, I wasn't even playing a song in iTunes. It was doing nothing. Um, the internet connection had been fine, so it wasn't that. It just suddenly sprang into life. So whether it tried contacting the activation server again or not, I don't know. And uh, ooh, within a couple of hours, it had done it and it had updated. So at this stage, I did actually have an iOS 5 device. Too scared to touch it. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, it was there in theory if you needed it. Um, I made the decision there and then that I was leaving the phone alone and I was leaving my iPad 2 alone for the foreseeable future. I'm sensing here. I'm channeling Lion, aren't I? Yes. I will update at some point. So pretty much that was how I felt, which I honestly thought was a very poor show from Apple. I, I know there was... Uh, later on, there, there was you know, news coming out that it put the greatest strain on the internet in the UK ever. And I appreciate that. And I don't suppose we know whether the problems were all of Apple's making with their activation servers or whether some of it was sort of traffic issues. But either way, I personally feel Apple should have been a little bit more prepared than they seemed to be. One of the problems I had with it was that this error message that it was giving me, it said unknown error. Now, I've programmed things you actually have to type in the text of the error message. Don't ever type in unknown error. You know, put something else. Ask, ask them to contact somebody or something, but don't put unknown error. And I did notice uh, as, it, as it was updating and it was saying can't reach activation server, that the, the error message actually changed from sort of seven o'clock in the evening to about two o'clock in the morning. And the error message then did say, activation servers are busy, please try later. But it did not say that earlier. So they'd obviously learnt a lesson from that. But why not know that up front? I'm presuming you, when you're programming, don't put unknown error. Of course not. No, no. I taught you well, Grasshopper. Mm. So I wasn't actually impressed with, with the process that was involved. But I suppose if it went well for you, then you'll be thinking, she's insane. But um, it didn't go well for me and you were my witness and, and it wasn't good. It was a horrible, horrible experience. It's not the kind of Apple experience that you expect, even if you're insane enough to try updating it in, in the first, what, two minutes? I know, but you know, it had always worked before. I wonder what people who are less technically savvy would think. I know, I've heard of people who say, you know, I, I bricked it and I've had to take it to the Apple store. And I always think, you know, well, how did that happen? It, did you do something? Why does it work for one person and not another? Why don't they ask for activation before they start the process? That would be good. That would make more sense. If you don't get activation, then don't start the process, but don't get halfway, then ask for activation and then just sit there and, and you know, the device is useless until you get activation. Um, maybe other people unplug it. Maybe the trick is just leave it plugged in until it springs to life yeah. again. Yeah, but then other people turn their machines off. That's true. So as, as an experience, it was horrendous. And I can only imagine 
I'm thinking of an analogy here, but I don't know how to use a washing machine anyway. <laughs> I was going to say, if you imagine like something that I'm not technically um, aware with, a like a washing machine, yeah, like a kitchen, anything in the kitchen. No, but if you put, you know, if you turn it on and it's supposed to do something and it, it doesn't do it, what am I supposed to do? I don't know where to start. Call uh, a repairman out. Mm, I'll leave all that to you. No, you see what I'm saying, yeah. though? I would know to try rebooting it, to try the secret key combination, to unplug it, to plug it back in, to reboot the machine. I'd have a procedure that I would go through un until in the end, if all else failed, I'm going to have to go to the Apple store with it. But what must it be like if you're, you know, you can just about make a phone call and send a text? Just imagine my father trying to update his phone. And that's what you're for. Well, I know, but you, you take my point. Yes. It was a horrible experience, and I think if you were less technically aware, I was pretty... I was annoyed, as Minster will, will um, attest. But I figured in the end I, it would all sort itself out. It was just the matter of how long that was going to take. But I, I still think it was a horrible experience and something that they do need to deal with. And seeing as though it seems so simple, ask for activation at the beginning. You don't get it. Don't do anything. Just say, I can't update this phone right now. Try again later. But here's your phone. You can carry on using it. Could you imagine if the error message said, um, you know, it starts doing the process, it gets to the activation, it can't do it, and it says, please call the Apple store. <laughs> Which I can't do because you just break my phone. It was that kind of scenario. So not a good day. Not a good day at all. But anyway, that was iOS 5. Let's get back to our intrepid heroes who were just leaving the Liverpool One car park and heading to the Apple store. So it's 6.15 and we're in the queue, aren't we? Oh boy, what a queue. I panicked. <laughs> you certainly did. It was like, uh, got round the corner, it was like, oh my God. It, uh, well, where are all these people from? Every time we've been to the Liverpool store before, um, it, it's veered between what? One. One person in front of us and 20 people in front of us. And today there are a lot of people here. And my first words were, we're not going to get one. Yes, but I soon calmed you down on that one. So, we're in the queue, yay! Yeah. It's 6.30. I've had a, a wander around the queue. There's probably about 300 people in front of us. And I'd say that there's about 200 behind us who've arrived in the last 15 minutes. But it's all right. I've got my golden ticket. Yay. But I haven't got my tea yet, you know. Yes, I'll have to work on that one. It's 7.30 and the um, the Apple Store staff have been round with uh, coffee, haven't they? They have, but no tea. No, I'm working on that. So you keep saying... Yeah, we have shuffled up the queue a bit. Um, although... Yeah, but they're only tightening the queue up, you know. We've, we've not actually lost anybody in the queue. Yeah, I... And there's still 30 minutes to be opening. Yeah, I had a look and I, I said to you, I said, oh, some people left the queue, changed their mind, gone home. No, I think we've all just shuffled up for warmth. Yeah. Some of us, of course, had better foresight than others in the clothing department, didn't we? Yes, well, I've come along with my MacBytes t-shirt in the middle of October, but uh, I wanted to advertise MacBytes, of course. Um, maybe we should have MacBytes coats and MacBytes sweatshirts for these winter launches. Yeah, I told you you should have worn more than the thong. Mm. It's 7.45 and uh, we're about to high-five here. Yeah, you can stick 
Well, I don't know about you, but I thought that was all a bit damp. It was, but I think it's... I'm not going to say this too loudly. I think it's the people in the queue. It's a very strange queue, isn't it? It is. It's like... It's, it's not your Apple geeks, is it? No, I've never been in a queue like this. Um, that they're, they're, They want the latest phone, but they're not in the slightest bit really bothered that it's Apple. No, I It's just... really, really weird. Every other queue I've ever been in, it's all been Apple geeks, and you're talking about Macs, and, and oh, I had an Apple too. And this is really weird. These these people are heading off to shoe shops later. Uh, they want... They're not... They're not geeks. The one next to the Apple store, you mean? Yeah, the one you've just threatened me the with one on I'm Twitter. The take you in later, yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> in your dreams. No, but this is not anything like the, a queue I've ever been in. No, I, I totally agree with you. I wanted to do some interviews, um, like we've done uh, past launches, but then looking around at the people and, and just sort of listening to, to what they're saying. and. They don't. I don't think they're the kind of people that would want to be interviewed, or I don't think the Mac bikers <laughs> would appreciate discussions of, of which clothing shop they're going yeah, to next. That's the, that's the point I was also going to make. You know what the problem is, don't you? Go on. I think all the sane ones are at home in the warmth, waiting for their pre-orders with their tea. You mean the Mac fighters? Yes, with their tea. Oh, with their tea. Sorry, I didn't hear that. I'm still working on that. Yes, it's been a while. Get on with it. Well, it's 8.15 and the doors have opened. They opened at 8 o'clock, but uh, we're still nowhere near the front, are we? Sadly not. I'm cold, I'm wet, I'm hungry, and I'm bored. And I'm still waiting for my tea. Yes, and I'm still working on that. Are you growing it by any chance? <laughs> yes. 9 o'clock and we've seen Mark from our local Mac user group who was in front. He's got himself a black 32 gig uh, iPhone 4S. And we're still waiting. I told you this shopping lot wasn't easy. Anyway, are you holding up? Only just, but it's a case of, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Not quite, but at least you've got some tea now. Oh yes, that only took, uh, oh let me check, mm, three hours. I'm yes, used to I'd, better service. I'd like to say thank you for the guy to the guys from the Apple Store for getting you some tea. Yes, above and beyond. I felt I felt in the end. Yes, must have been the the puppy dog eyes. <laughs> Either that or the threats, one or the other. Okay, we're in. Elaine's got a 64 gig black iPhone 4S in one hand, and the credit card in the other. Mission accomplished. It's mine. So we've changed venue and we are now safely ensconced in Starbucks. I've um, devoured a bucket of tea. This is in addition to the other tea. They make a nice tea here, don't they? They do. And I am playing with my new toy. And just for the record, I've devoured um, a hot chocolate with cream. I've got pictures of that. Totally disgusting, I thought. <laughs> totally disgusting. Talk about make a pig of yourself. Uh, yes, so first impressions. Um, did the unboxing in the store. They've got a handy gadget there, haven't they? It's good. Yeah, it's cool. They had those um, on iPad 2 day. It's sort of a plastic thing. I don't know why they don't sell them, you know. Um, a plastic thing which is made to unbox Apple products. Genius. Complete genius. Yeah, they um, can sell you anything. I just well, use a pen knife myself. Mm, yes. I, th I think they should sell them, though. You know, put an Apple logo on it. 
Um, yet we were assisted, ably assisted by Chris, um, his first day on duty at the Apple Store. So congratulations, Chris. Uh, I think he was, we, we were the first one. No, we couldn't have been. They've no. been open a long time, haven't they? So we weren't his first customer, but it, um, it was great to meet you. And um, he was going to, um, what, what do they call that? Personal setup or something? I think so, yeah. Yes. Well, there was less of that going on and more promotion of MacBytes, I felt. It was a bit of a, a bat to... Uh, can't get my teeth in today, can I? Oh, the same teeth? <laughs> the same teeth. <laughs> yes, more hot chocolate needed. Um, it was a baptism of fire for him, wasn't it? For it was, day? yes. Um, I pretty much snatched the phone out of his hand and did it myself. <laughs> but thank you for the thought, Chris. <laughs> it was great to have you along for the ride. Um, I actually had got questions about iCloud because I've got a mobile me account but prior to having mobile me I also had an Apple ID that I used to make iTunes purchases and we, we said this when they very first announced iOS 5 and iCloud which I think was WWDC and I was thinking straight away oh no you know, in effect, it's two Apple IDs, but I never thought of them that way. I thought of my iTunes purchasing account as being my Apple ID and my mobile me account as just my mobile me account. I never bought any apps on my mobile me account. So a logical thing would have been to merge them, but that wasn't an option. So I was thinking to myself, well, which one do I upgrade first? How do I go about this? What's the best procedure? To be honest, I was quite appalled at the lack of information from Apple on that. There was a lot of people, I mean, it's been in beta for how long? And I, all I was getting from people was, you can use two accounts. Well, I know that. But they're going to have to be updated at some point. And I don't know which one to update first. And I don't know what the ramifications are of that. And obviously, the big thing would have been calendars. So I needed to know which one to upgrade. And um, Chris passed us on to Martin. Uh, Martin had gone through the, the process. I, I don't know if Martin worked on the Genius Bar or what, but he said that you can have two. Of course, the thing is you can't go back. So once you've upgraded your mobile me to iCloud, you can't go back. And no, there is no merging. And the problem with that was, and again, I don't think this was made abundantly clear. It might have been mentioned, but I, I don't think it was made abundantly clear that once you've upgraded, then your calendars won't work on Snow Leopard, which I thought was shocking. They are supposed to just be calendars, so I didn't see why they couldn't be made to work on Snow Leopard. Now, Martin did say that there were some hacks to make it work, that instead of setting it up as a mobile me account, you would actually have to go in and put um, specific server addresses in, which I didn't particularly mind. I think it is a hack and I think there's no guarantee that, that if that works today there's no guarantee it's going to work tomorrow. So until we go to Lion, iCloud is sort of more the theoretical possibility than anything that's going to be practically viable. So I listened to what he had to say, he said fair enough, so what should I put in as my account when I set up this device? Because obviously this was a new device. When I'd set up my iPad 1 and I had all the trouble with it, it came up and asked me for an iCloud account and I told it to ignore it. Which meant when I went, I carried on through this setup procedure, when I got back to, to the actual screens, I looked at my calendars, they were all still there, everything just carried on working. So I didn't actually have to specify an iCloud account to get everything working because it's still in there as a mobile me account. 
but in this as a new device to get anything on it I would probably have to have put something in so he said well it's okay just put in your iTunes purchasing account as the iCloud account and I'll be fine and I thought well that's not the one that I'm going to upgrade to iCloud but it didn't really matter because well this was with my thinking at the time it isn't going to be too much of a problem because at least it won't upgrade my calendars which will break on Snow Leopard because it's not that account I wasn't going to risk the other account so it all seemed well it took all the details it didn't come up with this you are upgrading please wait it just said fine fair enough and let me carry on so um, I did what I needed to do in the store checked everything was working switched the sims over all of that everything was fine um, it seemed okay until I got a welcome to iCloud email which did concern me so it seems that as soon as you put in your iTunes purchasing account details it upgrades that to iCloud as well now one of my main concerns about that was how can I possibly have iCloud email when the address I've given it to log in with is nothing to do with MobileMe or .Mac or anything else either so is it sort of a, a half-nobbled iCloud account where it's all of iCloud but no email? And I, th I actually thought that was one option for, for my upgrade. Live without any email on the account, if that was what it took. But then I thought that's not going to work because if I want to send and receive um, calendar invitations, it's going to have to be attached to some kind of email. So. I'm not sure that account should have been upgraded and I have no idea if that's had any ramifications or knock-on effects elsewhere but I do know it can't be undone so I would appear to have acquired inadvertently an iCloud account I can have email on that iCloud account apparently if I set up a new .me address which I felt would overcomplicate the thing because I've already got two accounts that would in effect in my brain give me three don't know if you think the same the whole thing is, is complicated well, when you you add into the equation uh, family packs with five addresses going down to three, and ah, uh, I don't know what they were thinking. Why they didn't? Why not just start again? I know people want to keep their dot mac addresses, but they could already inadvertently have lost that during this stupid upgrade process. Yeah, the the thing with the thing I'm finding is there is I think you said it before there is not a lot of documentation and advice from Apple and everything I've seen. Um, has, has from personal experiences on blogs and forums. Which is all very well and you know, it's really nice to have people's personal experiences and I suppose that's what we're doing, we're sharing what happened to us. But I'd rather have a, a nice process from Apple, a nice little flowchart yeah. in a diagram that says this is how you merge an account and this if you, if you don't want to merge an account you do it this way, if you do then do it this way. I don't think that should be beyond them. You know, it was their idea to, to merge all this stuff. and. I, one other thing that, that just drove me crazy was it was only May this year, and this was before iCloud was announced, I think. Was it? Was it when was iCloud announced? I think it was WWDC. I thought it was. Because they had you upgrading your mobile me calendars in May. It was early May. And they said, if you don't do it, then we'll do it. So we've already been through all this upgrade thing once and this time that they're giving you specific warnings um, people have had appointments moving to the next day, appointments duplicating, calendars duplicating I dare say I can probably handle all of it but you know what I'd rather not because when I went to a Mac it just worked and this week has really 
dented my faith because not much is working this week and certainly not without a lot of help. So I've no idea what, what's happened with my iCloud account. I'm thinking that is now an iCloud account and I have, I have um, got certain things on it that I can set up and I can turn them off. I can, I can change that iCloud account to a mobile me account later down the line and I could probably use this one for calendars but like I'm saying everything's just a bit of a mess at the moment. I would much, much prefer to have one single which is what we're supposed to have. Aren't we all supposed to be identified by one single Apple ID? Yeah. And I've heard of people that have got five. Now, I, I potentially have two and a half, or will have two and a half. <laughs> and I was reading a blog that you gave me a link to, and, and the guy had gone in and he'd, he'd followed all the instructions, and he'd ended up with a new iCloud account. So instead of, trans he thought what he was trying to do was transfer one, and he ended up with another one. So he said, well, I've taken it off the device, but I can't delete it. <laughs> There's this sort of orphaned iCloud account out there. So to be honest, I don't think the process has been as smooth as it could have been. Um, but I haven't upgraded to um, iCloud on my mobile me account because I'm going to have to upgrade to Lion first. In fact, if I had from now till Christmas to reset up my machines, I'd probably still be doing it in January. <laughs> it's that bad at the moment with all, all the setup that I've got. Um, one thing that I did think was worthy of mention was that um, the Apple Care on the phone. I had decided to buy it because there was a lot of chatter about there being accident, accidental damage cover. Uh, when I asked in the queue, there is no accidental damage cover in the UK. In fact, it's only available in America. Uh, in the end, I went with the Apple Care anyway because usually I leave it till the last month um, of, of owning a product. But when I got my last iMac, um, I was getting it via the business centre, so I just put everything on the bill. And actually, it's, it's a whole lot easier because it's pre-registered. So I don't have to worry about it running out later. And I don't even have to register it. It's automatically registered at the point of sale. So I did go with it, but no accidental damage cover in the UK. So uh, that went on the bill. And the other thing that went on the bill was something that um, they did have a lot of staff at the Liverpool store. I will give them that. Um, there was a lot more staff on hand than there was for the iPad 2 launch. And they were going around the queue and they were saying that if you were buying without a SIM and you needed any kind of data or minutes or whatever, that 3 had an offer on. Now, 3 is one of those companies we've not had much joy with. Their, their customer, customer service was great, but their signal isn't brilliant where yeah, we are. Yeah, that's the dongle we had, wasn't it? First yeah, the, fir the very first uh, MiFi we got, um, we used a 3 SIM. It's great when we were out, lousy, lousy, Matt Bites headquarters. So um, they were offering this deal, and it wasn't a contract. It was a pay-as-you-go monthly thing. It's called All-in-One 15 Add-on rolls off the tongue doesn't it uh, what that gives you is 300 talk minutes 3,000 text and uh, to quote the packet all the data you can eat interesting concept it is well we're already paying a similar amount for three gig three gig yeah now three gigs quite a lot of data but mm, all you can eat that's looking interesting so um I thought about it because I was going to have an iPhone 4 without a SIM, so I thought it was worth a try. So I decided, seeing as though there was no commitment, I would take one of these things and give it a go. So I put this um, 3 SIM in my iPhone 4, 
and I got a great signal in Liverpool. It was absolutely brilliant. Um, we're sitting here now and I've just tested it because I noticed there was a tethering option. So I wondered, I've, I've not got tethering um, with O2 because it's an extra service, I think. Now, what I could do is they changed their tariffs a while back and I could change to a different tariff with O2 and get tethering and possibly even for the same cost. But the problem is that I'm grandfathered onto unlimited data and if I go onto this new one, then I lose the unlimited data. So it wasn't worth it for me for the tethering. So I hadn't tried tethering. The option was there and I said, do you think tethering's included? You know, there's unlimited data, do you think it includes tethering? And you were like, no. So I've just turned it on and um, it's working. That's great. Well, I'm just thankful that you installed that SIM in the store and didn't have to ferret through your handbag again. Why don't you tell the MacBiters what was in your handbag, dear? Won't they need to know what I was looking for? Yes, first? let's start with that. Well, let it be known. I hate leaving the comforts, the tech comforts of MacBytes headquarters. Um, so I got everything ready to take with everything I could possibly need. And that included um, a case for my new iPhone. What I'd done was before um, the iPhone 4S was even announced, I was um, wandering around seven day shop as I do, which is where I got my iPhone case from. And they were on offer. And I thought, well, I've had such good use out of that. I'll get a spare while, while they're giving them away. I think they were 99 pence. So I thought I'll get another one. Anyway, a couple of days later, I ordered this thing. And a couple of days later, they announced the 4S. And I thought, well, that's handy because it's the same form factor. So it'll just fit. So it was on the top of the, the, the big pile of stuff to take with me. So uh, when I got said phone and we got it all sorted out, I was just before I left the store, I thought I need to put it in the case. So um, I opened my handbag to, to locate said case. Um, shall we just say it wasn't on the top or is that an understatement? That's an understatement, I think. <laughs> yes, well, yes, well I, I decided I was going to have to unpack said handbag. Every woman out there listening knows what I mean. It's just not there. So you just take one item out and then another item out and you'll find what you want at the bottom. Um, eventually spread across the Apple Genie's desk, whatever you want to call it. We had um, iPad 1, iPad 2, iPhone 4, iPhone 3G, uh, two monkey chargers, a Canon compact camera, I have a Kodak flip camera, 24 AA batteries, four spare camera batteries, uh, what else? Oh, my Kindle, oh, and then Pace Resistance, you should have seen Mike's face, six two meter iPhone sync cables. I know, not many women have six cables in the handbag. In my defence, I'd forgotten they were there. Uh, I just bought them because I wanted longer cables and I'd forgotten to take them out of my bag. Um, also the iRig microphone that we're using now and two digital audio recorders. But no partridge in a pear tree. No, no. I was thinking I needed a partridge in a pear tree, but no, I didn't have one. No lippy? No. No loyalty card for the John Lewis shoe department? can honestly say not. Were you ashamed? <laughs> no. <laughs> I know what's in your handbag. Yes, the trouble was, what goes in your handbag when you pack it at home never goes back in when you've unpacked it to find something that it turned out I'd managed to leave back on my office desk. Mm. Anyway, it's now 2pm and we've not eaten yet, so we're off to find sustenance. And the more unhealthy, the better I feel on this fine day. 
so that was our exciting day back to the studio and um the, our first 24 hours with our iphone 4s so how's the battery been um mm, well i certainly nearly killed it on day one uh, it went down to one percent and at one percent i thought i should probably charge <laughs> it so i left it charging overnight it probably got about seven or eight hours worth of a charge so it should have been a hundred percent i noticed when i looked at it it wasn't it was showing 92 percent but it was also showing fully charged um in the battery icon so i unplugged it and it promptly jumped from 92 to 94. so i'm thinking that's not right so i left it alone and it's probably been on now for mm, just under 24 hours and it's probably down to about 30 percent so what i'm going to do is i'm going to do um, some full cycles with it that take it down to absolutely flat and charge it up again i have read a lot of people who are having similar problems with it in terms of it lasting it's not supposed to last as long as the iphone 4 um i believe not in standby so that could partly be the problem uh requiring cycling could also be part of the problem as well so i'm going to give it another few days and see how i go but i would definitely like to see that getting up to 100 percent. otherwise i'm going to have to take it back so it could possibly be something that needs some kind of very small point release to fix but at the moment not had it long enough to be absolutely sure but it, it certainly my iphone 4 didn't need that kind of nursing so um, there's possibly something going on with the batteries. But of course, it won't help the battery that we've spent most of the day playing with Siri, will it? No, Siri's been, some, been great fun. There's been certainly some cute responses there. Definitely. Um, I know they've had some server issues, uh, but I've not actually had anything fail with it yet. Um, I think it needs more UK-related content, specifically the maps and locating things. Um, it's really annoying to ask where something is and be told that you know it can't find it outside the US. Um, but accuracy-wise, I am very impressed. I think we said last time, we'll believe it when we see it. But uh, I've certainly tried dictation and it is fairly accurate. I thought it was, it was probably like 99% accurate. There were very few mistakes and it was really more words where um, the, the word could be spelt two different ways and it kind of picked the wrong way. But other than that, it has been very, very accurate. Um, so talking the first 24 hours, we're still iCloudless, of course, due to Lion. Um, but I'm working on that slowly. We have managed to update... Have we, have we done all our other devices? I have. I've done my two iPads um, and I've done my iPhone 5. Um, iPhone 5. Oh, have you got an iPhone 5? <laughs> iPhone 4 to iOS 5. <laughs> right. Um, I haven't done my iPhone 4. That's the only one that's left. So that, that, that'll that be um, a job for tomorrow. But apart from that, I've updated everything else. And you've been playing around with the Reminders app. I have. Um, OmniFocus it isn't, but um, it's quite a nice little reminders app, like a to-do list. What I have found is that, and they were talking about this when they first introduced it, this location awareness, uh, where it can remind you to do something. Um, usually for me, I suppose it's when I'm at Tesco, usually for you it's sat in front of your computer. Um, not that I'm <laughs> saying anything. Casting aspersions. You mean I don't need to be reminded in anywhere particularly? I have to be reminded about Tesco's. Anyway, what I've found is that Isn't the... Isn't that what I'm for? 
when I ring you and say, where are you? Can, we get, can you get me X? You'll be able to use Find My Friends for that. I will. Anyway, let me finish this This about... Reminders. Before you lose your teeth. Yes, before I lose my teeth, I'm a thread. Um, the the location-aware thing seems to be on the iPhone 4. Um, isn't on the iPad 2, though. Because uh, you can go in and you can say, remind me on, and you can choose a date and a time, but you can also choose a location um, on the iPhone, but not the iPad. Well, I tried turning the 3G on on my iPad 2 just to test that, thinking maybe um, the locations required the uh, 3G. But no, it, it didn't come back. Do those um, items, reminders, sync? I don't know. Good I think question. they do. In which case, if you set a location on the phone, does that not go through to the iPad? Or does the iPad not know where it is? <laughs> not tried it. There's one to try. Yeah. Uh, then there was, like you just mentioned, the Find My Friends app. Mm. Interface designed by Fisher-Price. Hate it. Absolutely hate it. What were they thinking? It's sort of like the calendar app, but worse. I've not installed it because I, I thought it came with the OS, but it doesn't. No, that was a download. That was one of the very many updates that came out on iOS Wednesday. Um, uh, together with the airport utility, which was much better. That was much, much better. That's actually useful. Um, it gives you a nice graphical representation of your network. So that is actually incredibly useful. It's probably better. It's certainly more user friendly than the interface that you would use on a Mac to set it up. So that's a, a big improvement. Not that I'd be allowed to play with that toy. No, you're not having that toy. No. You're not fiddling with my network interfaces. I'm not allowing it. Ooh. One fantastic piece of news for me. I can't remember whether I've ever told the MacBiters this before because it's been oh, rumbling on. I think you have several times. Do you? Yes. Oh, no, I can't remember whether I did rant over this or not. I well, anyway, let's have another rant about it. I shall recap for their benefit. I'm not sure I did because it's been going on for that long. I'd sort of given up all hope. Um, I'd had a problem with iBooks. Actually, you know, now you come to mention it, I think I might have mentioned it. Mm, never mind. Yes, I had a problem with iBooks. Um, all of a sudden, uh, it seemed to go mad and it won't let me download a sample. It will let me buy stuff, but it won't let me download a sample. Now, I could understand that, you know, if it was something wrong with the account, if it was something wrong with the software. It was the message it gave me that seemed ridiculous because at the point that you're trying to download a sample, where are you? You're in iBooks and you've got um, the details of a book in front of you and then there's the buy button and there's a sample button and you hit the sample button at which point it tells me it can't do that because I need iBooks to do that with. Yes, I wondered about that as well. So what I'd done with it was um, i reinstalled, uninstalled, you name it, I had done it. I tried a different account. It, it just wasn't having it. Uh, your account was working okay. I think your account was working on my device, wasn't it? I think it was. Yeah, that'd be right. Yes. Uh, mm, useless. So there was nothing else I could do with it. I had done taken the troubleshooting as far as I could go. So I rang Apple. Yes. I oh, know. I don't do that often. I really don't. I, I can't be doing the ringing support. It stresses me out. Not as much as it stresses them out, as was proved. So um, I told them about the problem and they hadn't got a clue. So they passed me on to the next level and the next level. I ended up four levels up and I was talking to a guy who wrote the thing. 
and I was being told all the usual have you done a, a restore have you uninstalled it have you? and every everything he asked yes 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 and he said I've never seen this before so we tried different accounts and stuff and it, it just wouldn't work it just would not work no matter what we did I couldn't get a sample on it although we knew it was working with yours so it's it wasn't a problem with the software it wasn't a problem with the device wasn't a problem with the my account because I could get a sample on the phone I just couldn't get it on either iPad 1 or iPad 2 so there was nothing that I could do with it and I had high hopes for iOS 5 <laughs> fancy having to wait 12 months to get a sample of a book so the first thing I did when I'd got my iOS 5 on it was very carefully fingers crossed dived into the iBook store and tried to get a sample and it's working Woohoo! Thank you for that. Yes, <laughs> I must say, actually, I'm just looking at the recording notes and um, love the title for that. Mike's just put a line in here. Elaine Sample. <laughs> yes, possibly not translate that to, to, to the show notes in quite that term. <laughs> My number one feature, though, that I couldn't wait to try had got to be mirroring, which you were slightly disappointed with because... It only works with the 4S and iPad 2, which I must admit I found quite misleading because it seemed to be announced as part of iOS 5, which was announced before the iPhone 4S was announced. So knowing that you could put iOS 5 on an iPhone 4, I think I just assumed you'd be able to mirror it. And yeah, I'm assuming you assumed the same. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure at the, at the bottom of the page somewhere, in 0 0.0001 <sighs> sized fonts, there is a message about that saying, it, no, it needs um, iPhone 4S. But I thought that was a little bit disappointing. Yeah, I was disappointed with that. Um, it does work perfectly with the iPhone 4S. It does work perfectly with iPad 2. Um, I tried it. The one thing I did want to try was the iPlayer. Um, I've tried it with iPad 1 and then I remembered it doesn't work with iPad 1 so um, I had to try it with iPad 2 and um, it's brilliant it's fabulous it's like having a control surface to um, interact with iPlayer with I found um, no latency at all I thought it was brilliant uh, you are mirroring it so what you're getting on the iPad is what you're getting on the screen and I found it brilliant so maybe now they won't bother with iPlayer for um the Apple TV because it would be if there was no iPlayer on the Apple TV you'd have to buy an iPad to do what you want to do with it yeah it would certainly be a good selling point wouldn't it well for me the mirroring was it was a key feature um, especially well the wireless mirroring uh, you could always do this with a cable and you could do it with certain applications and stuff but for me um, I work extensively with presentations that that's my business so um to be able to use keynote now that was the first thing i tried and i wanted to wirelessly send a keynote presentation and have the speaker's notes in front of me on the ipad which gives me touch control of the slides and it it was fabulous it was absolutely brilliant i thought that was wonderful so for demos and training purposes that's going to be a real boon i would intend to buy an apple tv and just keep it in my laptop bag because as long as you've got that, most of the businesses that you go in these days have either got a projector of some description or more often than not now, plasma TVs with a HDMI input. So if you attach your Apple TV to the HDMI input of the TV, then you can wirelessly give a presentation 
which is perfect. I mean, it's so much better. I know you've tried doing it with cables, haven't you? And they're all over the place. Yeah. Um, what do you get? Do you actually get just the slide and you get your control surface or are you just literally mirroring it? I think you're mirroring it. Because this... I did it with a video, I think. Well, that's that's the other thing. I mean, <sighs> you can do this, but there are there are a lot of issues that you would need to be aware of to get the best out of it in that kind of circumstance because there's the size of the slides there's video there's audio there's how to make it work in the best possible way and there is a lot of gotchas with it so that that is one of them you know if you need to present with a cable then you might need to do it one way and then there's the video side of it um, I played one video through one app and it was fine I played it through another one and it, it had that overscan problem where, where the edges were missing. So that, that obviously was app dependent. And of course, that transfers through if you're mirroring it. So there's a lot of gotchas there. But once you've worked through them all, I think that's a fabulous feature. That's, that, that to me makes it all worthwhile. And one other small feature that uh, we've noticed this week is um, something which uh, on the, the iOS devices, it allows you to hide and unhide any past uh, purchases from iTunes. Which... Any dodgy purchases you're trying to hide from me? You're all right now, you mean? I don't think I've bought anything dodgy. Not, mm. not as I can remember. Uh, well, well, if you did, you can now hide yeah. them. Nice feature, though, isn't it? Just tidies up your list of um of of stuff that maybe you've you've bought it you and and you don't want to use it anymore and you you want to forget about it yeah they've also added that feature into the mac app store on lion i've not tried it on snow leopard but it's definitely there on lion that you can actually hide purchases in there as well now if they could just bring in some folders for organization then that that would be perfect because all i've got is like a huge list that would be yes good. you you can hide stuff but um and I also don't know, are you hiding it on a per-machine basis? I don't know, but I'd also like to be able to see um, the ability to sort in the Mac App Store. Yeah, I suppose what you really want is, like, um, full app management. Yeah. I'm wondering if it'll tell me how many apps I've bought. It doesn't. But, you know, it scrolls considerably. And I would really like a way that I could put sort of, um, you know, like primary applications that you want to install or you need to install before you can actually do a thing with a machine. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking at things like uh, 1Password. Um, is Dropbox available via that? Stuff like Skitch. Um, what else have I got here? Oh, Popclip. Can't work without Popclip. Caffeine is another one. So I'd like to be able to group those into sort of the essentials and then go to that folder and just say install everything in this folder. That would be a big benefit to me, but I'm sure it'll come in the end. This is a good starting point. It made me think of that game that you downloaded because it was free and it constantly tries to update itself and it's something like 300 oh, meg. Oh, I know the one you mean. It was one of the, yeah. it was one of those at Christmas, you know, the 12 days of Christmas. Yes, like the lesbian vampire killers film. Yes. I remember it well. I remember that. I didn't download that one. I'm saying nothing. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, but if you wanted to hide said purchase, <laughs> which you, you would. Now can. Which you would. <laughs> oh, no, no. And and I of course must mention, uh, this is going to be totally an iOS 5 show, but I couldn't let this pass. Google have killed something. Oh, there's a why in the Luckily, day. Luckily, it's not something you use. No, I never, ever got the hang of this. Yes, they've killed Google Buzz. They've also killed Code Search, but Google Buzz was one of their um, 
That what was that supposed to kill? Was it Twitter or Facebook or both? Probably both. I can't Twitter, remember. I, think. I just didn't. I never understood how it worked. Um, I know you've got the, this overarching Google account business and you go in everywhere and you, you, everything's all together. But, of course, when you've got an apps account, half the stuff doesn't work anyway. And I never quite understood how all that worked. Well, it, you know, I, I'm glad I didn't waste any more time on it. They've killed it. I wonder what they'll kill next week. I'm going to make a list of everything they've killed this year. That'll keep me occupied till <laughs> Christmas, won't it? Yeah. Right, so um, on to feedback and comments. Well, first of all, we must thank you for your kind words about the short tribute to Steve Jobs in episode 56. We didn't get a chance to mention it last time as um, 57 followed so closely with 56. um, We hadn't got all the feedback in, but uh, now we have. So thank you very, very much for that. Um, As I think I mentioned on the show notes uh, in response to Damien, I said it was a very difficult show to record and it really was. And Damien agreed that, you know, he said we could hear that in your voices so um thank you very very much for your comments that means a lot to us we also heard from loads of you this week after 57 do you know i love twitter every day is like a party with my wonderful tweets um we blew minster's mind with all things ripping and uh, more of that next week when jane promises to blow what's left of minster's mind with more info on ripping um minster also noticed in 57 There was no mention of next week in last week's show, but obviously that was all a ploy to unnerve him, because here we are with 58. And McJim, he was concerned for your health. Apparently you didn't stop for breath during last week's show when you were talking about DVD ripping, but uh, don't worry McJim, I've got the oxygen on standby just in case it was needed for this show. What? (laughs) I was giving valuable information. You were. Um, and Strategy Oracle, well done. Managed to catch up with 57. Uh, of course, this is just as we're putting the finishing touches to 58. So a lingering threat of a swift return to the naughty step for him, I fear. Yes. There's a challenge for you. And that's it for this episode of Mac Bites. So, as always, we'd love to hear from you. Send us your questions, comments, queries by email to macbytesuk at gmail.com. You can use the contact form on the website or you can send us an audio file. Leave us a comment on the show notes, macbytes.co.uk and don't forget to keep sending your Mac Love Bites in and don't forget to like us on Facebook. And you can sign up for the newsletter at macbytes.co.uk. You can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash MacBytes. You can follow me personally at twitter.com slash Thomas Mike. And you can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Elaine Giles. So until the next time, this has been Mike and Elaine bringing you MacBytes. Goodbye. Goodbye and see you next time. Siri, make me some tea. Make your own. <laughs> Charming. Shall we try something else? Siri, what's the best podcast? Macbytes, of course. That's better.